This is the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather Heather, Clem Stonestone, and Sarah Zeruthless. So, the new-to-me conspiracy theory is O.J. Simpson's son killed Nicole and Ron Goldman. Okay. Okay? Okay. And that that's why the gloves didn't fit. But O.J. knew it was his son and was trying to cover up for him. Oh, so he was trying to cover but he wanted to cover up for him, but didn't want to take the bullet for him. He did take the bullet for him. He was the one that went to trial. Yeah. Whatever happened to the kids? They got to be real old. Now, who do we have on the podcast this week? We have Lauren from Well-Behaved Women. Yeah, that's right. You talked to Lauren. Me and Sarah the Ruthless, karaoke queen, talked to Lauren from Well-Behaved Women. Then you and Heather talked to Fox from Conspiracy Soldiers. That's on this one? Yeah, what's left of the episode with Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's who's on the podcast this week. Yay. Oh, Hunter Biden pled not guilty to gun charges today. But he pled guilty to stealing my heart. I would like to welcome you. I am Sarah the Ruthless, and I consider myself an anarchist. So I have my own philosophy slash ideology about it, which I think for the most part, it being an individualized philosophy that can be applied in different ways with other philosophy and belief systems. I kind of wanted you to tell us what your brand is, and then you can run through the definitions and differences versus other systems. First of all, fucking thank you for having me. Uh, We've been planning this for a while and I'm really glad that it finally happened. My little brand, personally, I tend to lean anarcho-syndicalist. My heart is definitely anti-work, anti-labor. I don't exist under any delusions that we have that we can exist without laboring in the world. So anarchism is the idea that like you don't have governmental entities controlling what's going on around you, that you have a social obligation to your community to participate in it and to give back to the community so that your needs are met and everyone else's needs are met by everyone's individual health. Uh, Syndicalism is basically government through unions. So it's representative of laborers and basically through the power of striking, being able to govern through unions. Which government at all costs tries to do away with. Oh yeah, literally right now, I'm kind of going through this thing where shit has been really bad at my work. And so of course, like any normal laborer thinking, I should probably get some representation here. I started doing research about unions and realized that the same place that I'm working right now has already been embroiled in a legal battle about anti-union behaviors and basically got caught and already punished for it before. Since it's an international company, they also have a team of lawyers to where they don't, they can just be liable for that kind of shit and get away with it. So So they just do a small payout, not a big deal, make it go away. Koala bear urine can transmit chlamydia to humans. Hashtag facts. Hello, dear listener. And welcome to All Things Shitty.
I'm your host, Red Sawyer, and today we'll be talking about tomatoes. From those red, juicy specimens you pluck from your garden every summer and fall, to the premature green babies you fry up and eat green like those southern folk, we'll be talking all about tomatoes, like the ones you plant in your very own yard. But more importantly, we'll talk about what makes the tomato. Is it the seeds you plant in your very own yard? Is it the earth plowed by your show horse? Is it the pile of shit your neighbor leaves in your yard every night because he hates your shit-lib ass? Today we'll speak with the founder of Tomatoes for Trust Falls, R.B. Willis, who'll tell us why we should embrace our neighbor and forcibly remove them from their home and bring them into our yard and fall into a pile of feces. All that next on All Things Shitty with Red Sawyer. Hey, did you guys see the... um? video of Laura Bobert in the theater. Jacking off her husband or something? Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend who owns a gay strip club that hosts drag shows. Yeah, and she's like jerking them off right in the fucking theater. Yeah, and he's fucking fondling tits like they're fucking... First of all, those are the fakest boobs I've ever seen in my life. How many boobs have you seen? Those things are like, she was probably like a negative eight cup before she got those implants. That would look terrible. I'm just like thinking she was jerking off and someone off in a movie theater. Hunter was jerking off in a pool. (laughs) It's a match made in heaven. It wasn't there. It's a live performance of Beetlejuice. Sucking on a chili dog. Kids there. <laughs> she's so much trash. I could almost respect her a little bit. You won't. Such a fucking... You won't believe yeah. what happens when she says it three times. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Jericho away. Yeah. Me too. She's still like. She's such a hypocrite. She could be like the cool member of Congress if she just shut her fucking mouth. Right. Imagine if she did it in Hamilton. <laughs> Of her getting escorted out, like one of her tits is hanging out of her dress. Well, you know, you get what you pay for. Babe hanging out her mouth. I love it so much. She's such a fucking There's another one. Just jerking away right there. Wait, was she really jerking some guy off? Yeah. No. Really? I gotta look this up. I mean, to me, the whole operation, and I'm really generalizing here, anything you read about major news stories in the media, my mind immediately goes to smokescreen. What are they hiding? What are we not supposed to be looking at? Where's the misdirect? And, I, I, you know, that, that's how everybody stays in power. That's how everybody stays wealthy, is that they're running around and cheating and, and, and beating the system and taking advantage of people left and right. But you don't hear about it. And when you do hear about it, you're made to think that you're crazy because, well, no one else is reporting on it. No one legit is reporting on it. Well, no shit, because you own them. If you want to find out where you're getting fucked, you got to do the digging yourself. Just just like with this Trump indictment, man. It's like, come on, dude. These motherfuckers 
After they act like they're fighting on TV, they go out drinking together. It's just like professional wrestling. You know, it looks like you, you watch it on TV and they hate each other. And then they're out in the bar drinking like eight cases of beer and, and hugging and high-fiving. They're all best friends. They're all in the same club. Every single corporation, every single special interest donates to all sides. They're all... It's, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just It's just a big smoke show. It's bullshit, man. Fucking Trump went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding. I think the Clintons went to the wedding when he got married to Melania or whatever her name is. It's all bullshit, man. Well, we know they all went to Epstein Island. Whether it was on the Lolita Express or not, I don't give a fuck about them uh, flight logs. I mean, there's more than one plane. Everybody's always um, got their mind only on the Lolita Express. Like, these motherfuckers all got their own jets. It wasn't the big thing, like, you couldn't fly a big plane into his island anyway. You had to get a helicopter. Anybody could fly to wherever they landed and then take the helicopter in. And no one can figure out where he got all his money from. I know where he got it from. He, well, he got a lot of it from, uh, what, what is his name? The Victoria's Secret guy. Les Wexler. I don't know what you guys think about Epstein, but I think the whole thing was, uh, it was an intelligence blackmail program. You know, like they get young girls look like they could be 18, could not be. And then uh, they set them up with these high profile people with a lot of money. They go in there and do whatever they do. They videotape it. Then she turns around and tells them what what her age is. So now he's got blackmail. He's got dirt on them. I'm sure all those tapes that the FBI had that were there and then gone, probably a lot of what it was. Well, they have all those CD ROMs that they supposedly found with like I just remember, I know Bill Clinton's name is on one of them and they had people's names on them. Like, all that shit is gone. So, you know, of course, that's I mean, I think that's the most obvious thing that they were doing. But who was doing it? Was he doing this on his own? If they, if somebody was rich and powerful, they were there and they were doing it. And Jeffrey Epstein, I agree with you on that one. He was a shady motherfucker. And what are, what are we doing with Gilan these days? She's just like sitting in jail, right? Like she's not talking. She's just like, they're not even trying anything with her, right? She's just like there. She hasn't been suicided yet, so. That we know of. She could be on some island sipping out of a coconut right now, for all we know. She is. She's off there. She's out there. She's hanging with Prigozhin. They're all alive. They're in like an island in the South Pacific somewhere. Why hasn't she turned? Why hasn't she flipped, man? There's something big on that. He's dead, so. Is he dead, though? That's what I was about to say. You sure about that? I don't believe any of that shit. I don't. I think he's still alive. Pull it back. Don't be sleazy. Better clean that shit because it is cheesy. Didn't know it was turtleneck season. I didn't know it was turtleneck season. Cock the barrel. And I don't need a reason. Look at my crotch. You're just teasing. It's only small because it's freezing. It's turtleneck season. I like to let it loose. I like to let it free. I got a long turtleneck that hangs to my knees. It's turtleneck season. It's turtleneck season. Better be believing. It's turtleneck season. Mm. What's green and smells like pork? Kermit's finger. And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, this 
is naked Florida man drives around with electrical wires wrapped around his penis. Have you ever seen Edward Scissorhands? He's unfinished. Or rather, he thinks he's unfinished. He doesn't like his dick. So in order to perpetuate the illusion that he is, in fact, an unfinished creation of a dead Vincent Price, which really is another of the realm of possibility, he has got, like, you know, little metal parts, like they never finish his dick. So whenever he goes to use it, he can be like, I'm sorry, it is what it is. It's, I wasn't finished. Vincent Price died before he could finish me. But look, I have hands. So that's it. He's, you know, it's kind of sad, really. I will make you suffer. What is hard for you openly being an anarchist and dealing with people that have an idea or assumption? What are some of the pitfalls that come with that? People are usually surprised to hear that I'm an anarchist. They're not at all surprised to hear that I'm on the left end of the political spectrum for the U.S. Like, that is my personal brand, but I have to live in, you know, this nation that is a capitalistic society. And in order to combat that, we have to have some forms of, like, the government's not going anywhere. So we have to have some sort of governmental interventions to be able to help, like, stave off that end-stage capitalism that we all exist in. In order to kind of exist in that and, and still, I guess, feel good about sleeping at night, I definitely lean on the more, like, democratic socialist end of the spectrum because it gives all of the types of programs that socialist countries would be able to allow, and that's what our taxes should be going towards, is like actual public services, like schools. Wait, what? Public schools is a is a socialist program? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> you don't want to pay for that. The cops are a socialist program? What? Yeah, so is social security. Ooh. Oh my God, don't. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. Are you telling me, are you telling me that like Medicare for old people is a socialist program. That's why I think it's funny that they're the most critical of, you know, it just seems like a double standard. They don't understand. They've been told their entire lives what certain things mean, whether or not that was actually true. Obviously, Clem's on edibles. I'm smoking a bowl here. But I know you and I heard all sorts of shit about how terrible weed was for you and how it was a gateway drug that makes you a terrible person, right? We've had all of this propaganda shoved up in our faces for a very long time. And it is factually harder to break away from patterns. It's factually harder to learn things. It's factually harder to adjust to new information the older we get. So it is not a surprise at all that we have all of these old people that are reaping the rewards of socialist programs, but still calling it... Capitalism? Yeah, capitalism or democracy or whatever. I talked to my dad about this once. Both my mom and my dad are very open to the idea of socialism. But one of the things that they had said to me was that I had to understand the world they grew up in. They were hiding under their desks for bomb drills constantly. Like, you know, they were constantly told that the Soviets were coming and dropping nuclear weapons on them. And then everyone got shipped off to Vietnam, which is a war that we shouldn't have even been in. But, you know, as my mom said, you watched your friends get sent off to die. 
it was being sold to you that the socialism of um, Vietnam was what was killing them. Yeah, it was the government that was destroying their society and that was why we had to fight them. Right. So as one of the things I've always said is just don't use the word socialism. Just describe it. They obviously think it's a terrible thing. They don't know what it is. It just invokes strong emotions in them. So just describe it and don't use the word. Well, that's the thing. Like, everybody's taught to that you're supposed to respect your elders, right? At the same time, it's hard to respect people that only formulate opinions and stick to them. Don't do any reading. And I'm not saying younger people are not guilty of the same thing. It just seems, yeah, it's like the older you are, the more stubborn you get and the more solid in your beliefs and false beliefs you become. Which is weird. You've had more life experience you should be more understanding of things. You touched on something that I really focus on a lot in my episodes whenever I'm doing my research is context of the time. That is so important and it really can't be understated when you've got students that are climbing under their desks to you know, feel protected. That's a traumatic drill in and of itself. I mean, I had active shooter drills growing up, but these kids were ready to get nuked. The context of that completely matters. But I think the further away we get from that, the easier it will be to kind of move on from that. We're starting to have generations now, obviously, that like they weren't alive for 9-11. They don't have the like inherent bias that so many people in America did when 9-11 happened. These socialist programs, like we can call it that now because we're trying to take that word back, but being able to explain it as like, these are programs that already exist before you actually drop the socialist bomb. Okay, today is Friday, September 29th. There has been so much news the last two days, and I just, I have to comment on all of it. So first of all, I get out of work yesterday, and I come home, and I'm just smoking a cigarette on my porch, open my phone, and I see the Boston Red Sox statement about Tim Wakefield. And then I see... um, few comments about Kurt Schilling. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's a total fucking scumbag, but like, what did he do, you know? So I start doing my research and um, I texted FUPA um, and turns out that Kurt Schilling um, reveals Tim Wakefield's cancer diagnosis. Now listen, in 2004, Kurt Schilling with his bloody sock on the mound helping the Red Sox win a World Series. We all loved him, right? Well, then social media happens and everybody starts to see what an absolute fucking scumbag this fucking dude is. Like, he is the worst of the worst. The bloody sock, yeah, okay. At this stage of the game, that wasn't real. That was a ketchup sock, right? But to go on your fucking podcast and reveal somebody's private medical information. That, I mean, I was so unreasonably upset about this yesterday. Like if Kurt Schilling had been around, I really would have punched him right in the face. Tim Wakefield was one of my favorite players of all time on the Red Sox, just because, like, I don't know why he never, but he just seems like such a nice guy. He was great for the Red Sox. That knuckleball was awesome. I love to watch him pitch. And 
fucking Kurt Schilling. That's just such a fucking scumbag thing to do. So fuck you, Kurt Schilling. Then, today, this morning, I take a break at work. Again, open Twitter. Like, what else are you going to do, right? Open Twitter. Diane Feinstein, the age of 90, has passed away last night in her home in Washington, D.C. First of all, Diane Feinstein died like three months ago, right? They threw her in that wheelchair weekend at Bernie style, and they've just been pretending that she's alive. Like, we all know this. So, okay, as a human being to human being, it's sad when somebody dies, but like, she should have retired years ago. And the whole thing was just gross, the way they paraded her around the last, you know, few times that she was out in public. It was just gross. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. So that happens. Then I leave work and I have to run an errand for my job. So I come home and change my clothes and I get back in the car and I want to hear what they have to say about DiFi, right? So I put on the news in my car streaming and it's a breaking news conference that they arrested somebody for the death of Tupac. I mean, what in the actual, like, where the fuck did that come from? Out of fucking nowhere. 27 years later, they finally arrested somebody like, holy shit. I mean, I just can't contain all the stuff that I feel like needs to be talked about today. I, I just, my, the wave of emotion from wanting to spit in Kurt Schilling's face to, okay, she died. It's sad, but like, good. She's now finally out of the Senate. This is what had to happen for her to not be a senator anymore. And then vindication for Tupac. I mean, how does all that happen in a span of like 24 hours? That's insane. That's crazy. Anal penetration? Why not? I got a white claw surge, baby. Let's fucking go. Pubes. So, you know, I noticed that you can really chew up corn. And no matter how much you chew it up, it still seems to come out whole again in your shit how does that fucking happen pokemon go to the polls cubes quotes from the one and only george w bush always chew on your pretzels before you swallow proud to be with the scholars Dude, I mean, now that Roe v. Wade might be off the table, people are going to eat their children. Yeah, and I think that's great. OBGYN verified Hyman was intact. Please clap. It's It's Harry Manchester time. $10 or best offer. Well-Behaved Women is a show about women in history who were revolutionary in whatever way, shape, or form. I research a woman and I try to do deep dives. Why were the things that they did so revolutionary in that time? 
were they revolutionary in a good way or were they just a really actually bad person and were they did they do terrible things uh we we kind of we cover all all of the spectrums of good and bad people like but all of it's about women who were historical in some way and obviously the title is fairly tongue in cheek their first episode goes over the lady who coined the phrase well behaved women seldom make history and it's has absolutely nothing to do with uh badass bitches so Taking that and rolling with it, too. See this here? This is young Tom Waits. This is young Waits. You know, he's he's talking a little fast because he's still a little young. He's trying to look like he's probably about 50. Yeah, but he's been in this diner for 47 years. That's a little, uh, wait, I'm going a little uh, later on that, but young maybe gets a little higher. Maybe do a do it with Carly Simon or some shit. Crystal Gay. I got 99 problems and a bitchy one. Yeah, and you go into Frank's wild years. He's doing cocaine out on the West Coast. We're going fast. And he's jazzing up. And, uh, it's almost like he's Jack Nicholson. Frank took his car, smashed it, killed his wife or some shit. Fuck that dog. Never did like that dog. Doing lots of cocaine, killing dogs and wives. And then he kind of disappeared for a while, just some movies. Can we do a fucking poll? Like, I want to know what Republicans think about their choices and candidates. Like, really? I already know Democrats think that they've fucking got a shit lot to choose from. I've heard many people say these are not even choices. I mean, I don't care either way. I think they're all terrible. I'd like to know what the people, the regular people who are like, I'm going to vote in the Republican primary. Not a zealot who's going to just tell us how great all their candidates are. Or who's just a Trump can do no wrong. He's our guy. The people that are like actually looking at the other candidates. I, I Yeah, that'd be interesting. I got to say this, like, because I'm kind of an outside observer. Republicans are more open to voting for a Democrat than Democrats are to voting for Republicans. Like, because a lot of Republicans voted for Barack Obama because he was so Republican-like, actually. So it's like, there's no one on either team. Everyone should be disappointed. There's not one name that even makes me go, huh? That's interesting. You have fucking Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson. It's just the same fucking people over and over. Like, no. Like, what do they have to say? I don't know. If people are going to stand out with signs and shit, maybe they should fucking stand out with signs for viable candidates. Yeah. Exactly. And stop guilting me that it's my duty to elect your candidate. Like, go fuck yourself. Right? Yep. Yep. It's not. It's not my job. And I think I've said it before. I don't even feel guilty because, like, I didn't fail anyone. No. Like, so there was one time closer to the end of the 2020 election and FUPA had posted on his personal Facebook something making fun of Joe Biden. Now, we make fun of Joe Biden all the time. Like, we don't fucking care. You could have wanted him to beat Trump and admit that he's a shitty fucking candidate and he was going to be a shitty fucking president. You didn't have to love him. 
So he said something funny and one of his Facebook friends like scolded him because it was the I don't want to influence one voter. It's bullshit because Hoopa doesn't work for the candidate. It's not his job. He can say whatever he wants. This is his Facebook page and this is funny. She just kept coming back with even if one person is swayed. And I was like, seeing this post isn't going to sway one person. And if it does, you have bigger problems than Hoopa posting this. Towards the end of the election, do you really think there were very many people who were undecided? I mean, people knew where they were going. Yeah, people knew they weren't going to vote. Oh. Right. They, But they, their decisions were made. They're going to vote for Trump, they're going to vote for Biden, or they're not going to vote. If by some miracle they're on the fence and Facebook memes are influencing them, then just shut the fuck up. Yeah, then do you really need those votes anyway? <laughs> Jones put a meme on, my decision's made. Healthy human poop is typically 70% solids and 30% fluids. Hashtag facts. Who do we have on the show this week? We have Lauren from Everybody Loves Women. How do you forget well-behaved women? Well-behaved women. Sometimes I forget the be Well, every part. Each. <laughs> sometimes I forget each part, and sometimes I remember one or two. I do like the name Everybody Loves Women, though. Everybody Loves everybody loves Women. No, I get it. I get it. I Because you know the movie Who Shot Larry Flint? Yes. Yeah, I can't ever remember the real name of that movie. Uh, uh, me either, isn't it? It's not who it's the people versus Larry Flint. Yeah, who shot Larry Flint? Malcolm X. Now batting number six. Randy the Rosa Arena. He's over one today. Brought over in the Colombian slave trade of 2014. He singled and flies to short. Aaron Adams takes the line. Is he running? See, oh, what are you doing? Oh! What are you doing? And the runners, how is they running here? Did you just. What did you do? Josh Jones, Sharper owner, Arcia, has it and he throws it into the television cameras. What are you doing? Did you? Are you going to Oh, there's a meatball down the middle to Arise. Arise is not going to make the simple throw to first. Oh, he loses his man. He beats him to Oh, God, here I am. Lauren Boebert, masturbate. Here we go. We make a video. Yep, there it is. Ah, shit. You're right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> cool. Jerkish stroke. Fucking. You know, you're enjoying Beetlejuice. Over here on my left, and you're looking, and this is happening right next to you. Oh, no, the writer's not even in it. I don't want to see any dry jacking right now. 
<laughs> they have to keep it dry. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's how you don't get caught. <laughs> so the less of them. <laughs> Less fat when you go and try. Dab a little later. Extra butter. <laughs> Extra butter on the popcorn. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> They should have tried the old popcorn on the lap tray. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the first motive to get into someone's pants. Who wants to get jacked off at Beetlejuice? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'll be fine, okay? I don't want the kink shame, but like... Beetlejuice. <laughs> it was a live performance. It was a theater show. It wasn't even a movie where, like, it gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen the movie before. She's a, she was soft and fried. Just She was like, And then idle hands. <laughs> I don't dislike Lennon. I think Lennon had a good heart. And also Lennon had a stroke before he finished what he was doing. His plan was to strip the um, Soviet Union of all markets and then slowly work it back in a more fair way. And then he had a stroke and then Stalin seized power and that's where it really went wrong. Yeah, he was like, you know what? This isn't going fast enough. A bunch of people need to die so that we can actually get rid of capitalists. Like I said, he had a plan. It was about the slow burn with Leninism. It's gonna happen, you be patient, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah, I still don't like the concept of one party and the knocking out of free speech. I mean, Rosa Luxemburg was very critical of Lenin and for that, she said, without free speech, without freedom of press, there is no freedom, no matter what you do. But people only compare it to Marxist-Leninism, you know, like that's it. But there's this thing that people only want to be Marxist-Leninists, that exactly what happened in the Soviet Union is what should happen and you should have no other opinion. And that is ridiculous because there was a lot of things wrong with the Soviet Union and Stalin himself very much. Something was wrong with Uncle Joe. The issue that you see, though, with pretty much all of this is there is always a level of the haves and the have-nots. The sneeches on the beaches with the stars upon theirs and the ones who had not. Aristocracies, you've got the whole aristocracy class. Authoritarianism, you've got one governing body telling you exactly what to do all the time. Even communism, you know, like, again, in theory, yeah, that's great. There's always going to be that one person that kind of like the rising star. All of these create vacuums and they are magnets for psychopaths and sociopaths that come in and they're like, I can fix this and I've got just the right smile to prove that that's what I can do. And that's how we got our U.S. government to have a former president who's got 91 indictments. BLT update. It's two days later. My daughter texts me, going to Trader Joe's after work. Do you want anything? I say, yeah, bring home some bacon. 
She does. I put the whole package of bacon on a sheet pan and stuck it in the oven. What did I do? I fucking burned it, guys. I burned the whole fucking package of bacon. I'm so pissed off. I still made the fucking BLT. And guess what? It fucking sucked. Oh, look who's next. On Hillary's kill list. All them bodies lie moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie moldering in their graves. Cause the Clintons made them dead. Allegedly. Jerry Parks, head of security for the Clinton headquarters during his presidential campaign in 1992, was killed on September 26, 1993, as he left a Mexican restaurant at the edge of Little Rock, Arkansas, by a man in another car that shot him 10 times using a 9mm handgun. Gary Parks, Jerry's son, has asserted that his father had collected a secret file of dirt on the Clintons, and that his father was using that file to blackmail the Clinton campaign. Anyone who has worked for them that ends up dead, I'm going to say, yeah. For me, it's starting to get a little fishy that all these former people that worked for them or part of the campaign are, are dying. So it's a little odd. But yeah, this one is higher on the list of possible Dude, there's more than one person. There's a lot of guns involved with the people that knew Bill. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's more than one person. Like, this can't be just a coinkydink. Yeah, I agree. This is like he worked for the Clinton campaign and he kept a file of dirt on Bill. I mean, there's like a lot of dirt on Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's a big fucking file this is not vince foster level likely but just like the step down from that it's highly likely that they did this cool dog what about you fupa 100 percent, the clintons were involved but not only that james carville personally did the hit look i calls him as i sees him pokemon go to the polls it's hard because, you know, you just want to believe the Clintons had your best interest at heart. <laughs> Both sides of the aisle. Do you know what? Do, do you have a second? Like, you know what I hate? I see this on Twitter and, like, low information shit lib accounts all the time that are magnifying, magnified, amplified because they're saying something so incredibly dumb and centrist. And they're like, it's always that, like, their names are Jim, I stand with Ukraine. All right. Go then. Go, go stand with Ukraine. Get your ass out there. Go do your Ukraine thing, whatever it is. Go to Ukraine. Go do that. But don't give me this like, oh, I stand with Ukraine shit. Like, you're not standing with anything. You ain't standing for shit. You're sitting here on your goddamn computer. Jim, I stand with Ukraine. Get the fuck out. You're sitting down on your fat ass right now in front of a computer because you're too fat to tweet. Piece of shit. Now, Lauren, you said something on that Emma Goldman episode, which those three I loved, by the way, I fucking got high and blew through them in one night. They're so good. I, I was listening to them to try and re you know, re-educate myself and like and I had to learn 
half of these terminologies just to figure out what she was fighting against, you know? That one was amazing. That's the one I recommend to my clients when they ask me if I know any podcasts they should listen to because I'm definitely not giving them mine. But you said something, and I believe it was at the end of the third episode, that anarchy was about people being honest because they're honest. And then it was either communism or labor organizing was about keeping people honest through paperwork. Yeah, that's our anarcho-syndicalism. Anarchism is about keeping people honest because they're honest and because they have the moral obligation to their community to keep it honest. Syndicalism is like, that's great, keep doing that, but we're going to also have paperwork just to prove. And it's not like people that are in charge. It's we're having a paper trail so that Farmer John knows that eight bushels of potatoes went over to Ma Barker's farm because she's got 17 fucking children and she's got to feed them all. And the other side to that is representation through unions for like when other people can't be also reasonable. You can only be responsible for yourself. Paperwork saves the day. It does. It makes sense and it's organized. Like you agreed to this. This is what we decided that we were going to do. You do exactly what is written down on your contract. That's what you do. That's what my contract says that I do. If you want me to do other things, we can talk to my union about it, who can then update my contract that will then state, now I have a new duty assigned to me here. This is the rate of pay increase for having this additional whatever. But it's basically a paper trail that'll save your ass and allow workers to have a little bit of control over the means of production. I really liked that because I took it and I ran with it in a different way. Like, just give me an enormous government collectively throw everything into the pot and give it back to the people. That's what I like. By the sheer size of the government and all the paperwork, it just kind of keeps everyone honest. In Mississippi, it's illegal to swear in public. Fuck that. I don't want to go to jail. Every day I hang on the monkey bars Trying to play Star Wars And then the rocks come One minute I'm Han Solo The next I'm bleeding in the sand Oh, what kind of man could do this to me? It's the school and Sally's on the swing set, sucking in a sour pie. She sees me fall and keeps swinging away. Oh, she'll never love her soul and the stormtroopers kick his ass. And in 15 minutes, I have to go back to class. I get beat up on the playground. I get beat up on the playground. I get beat up on the playground. 
Yes, I will come crashing down And you'll be my princess Leia In the falcon of my dreams Sally will never love the boy with the broken jaw Even though she gets beaten by her father Oh, he hits her with a five-iron While mommy's left to lick the wounds And I know that Sally's watching me I know that Sally's watching me I know that Sally's watching You guys know anything about uh, Operation High Jump? No. Please tell us. Well, his name was like Colonel Bird or something like that. This is back in like the 30s or 40s. And he went on a voyage to Antarctica. He went beyond the ice wall. And I'm not a flat earther or nothing like that. To me, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't get into all that shit. But anyway, he's claiming that once you get past that ice wall, there's like a whole bunch of continents it's like a whole nother world on the other side of Antarctica. And uh, Warner Von Braun, I talk about this dude like every other episode. I, I can't get away from it. So he was the head of NASA. But before that, he was like Hitler's right-hand man. So on his deathbed, he had a lady that he worked with come because he wanted her to be his spokesperson. And he, he walked her through all the steps that the deep state was going to take to bring us under one world order, one world government, one world religion. Anyway, what I was getting at is the German NASA program was stationed in Antarctica and they were doing favors for us because they were so much more advanced than us. And he did this on his deathbed because he found a terminal cancer and stuff. I don't know, man. You never know with this stuff. None of it can be proven. But I mean, supposedly that's what happened. That's what he said. And if you're going to do something like that, Antarctica would be the place because you can't really get to Antarctica at least the majority of that continent without having government supplied equipment. Like I suppose like someone like Bezos could do it now, but even he's in with all those people. So they don't care if he finds out he's golden. He's probably funding half that shit. Anyway, Antarctica is heavily protected, man. You can't get over there. There's a treaty with like 70 or 80 countries or some shit like that, that they all sign that they won't bother it. What the fuck is that about? Do they say that under the guise of environmental protection, blah, blah, blah? We're not going there so that we can preserve the environment? Or they just don't give a fuck and don't say anything? I'd have to read into that. I don't even remember what the reason was because I don't care. I just know it's bullshit. Yeah, it's unimportant. The fact is you can't do it. And because Stone Cold said so. No, Stone Cold would go. Well, I think part of it, too, is the weather is so harsh. If people started just going there, then you'd have to try to rescue them and blah, blah, blah. He said that it's uh, green over there. That's like the anti-equator. So once you get past it, it starts getting good again. You know what I mean? Once you get past the ice wall, supposedly, from the way they explained it. I hope I'm not sounding like a nutcase here. I'm just... No, no. We're into this stuff. And I totally believe they'd hide a whole continent from us in Antarctica. There were a total of 135 space shuttle missions, and the last one was July 2011. Hashtag facts. 
on the show again. I just can't wait to get on that show again. The life I love is sucking dick and giving head. Cause I can't wait to get on that show again. On my show again. Like a band of gypsies ride my Hershey Highway. Feels good in my rear end. Cause I can't wait to get on that show again. Do we want to talk a little bit about the forms of government since we're kind of talking all around them and the ways that they've affected us? Yes. We've got, you know, anarchy, aristocracies, we've got corporatocracies, but technically that's what America actually is, is we're pretty much run by the corporate structures that like kind of buy the government. We like to say that we are a democratic republic, but we are definitely not. There are forms of government. So there's democratic, which is direct democracy, representative, constitutional monarchies, which is what England is, where they've got the figurehead of the king. There's non-democratic, which is authoritarian, totalitarian, oligarchies, technocracies, theocracies, dictatorships, absolute monarchies, which is basically, I'm king, I'm telling you what to do, and there is no one else that can stop me. Bow down, bitches. What would a corporate fascist dictatorship look like? If it's a corporatocracy, you've got the economic, political, and judicial system all controlled by business corporations or corporate interests. Fascist is ultra far-right authoritarian, ultra-nationalist, Nazis, QAnon, that kind of shit. So corporate, fascist, was it a dictatorship? I think that was what you said. Obviously, its power is held by one or more military officers or just people that are acting on behalf of these militaries. Do you feel like there's any correlation with the way things are with, you know, what fascism is? You know, what's crazy is we've been talking about kind of being scared of this word socialism. But like on the right side of this, you've got all of these other things that like you call fascists fascists. They go crazy. They're like, no, that's absolutely not what's happening. You call a corporatocracy a corporatocracy, and they're like, no, no, you are not seeing the men behind the curtain pulling all of the government strings. That's not what you're seeing. They don't like it when you point this out, just like they don't like it when you point out that there's socialist programs that are happening. It's because the way that the propaganda works is like, if it's a socialist thing, nobody wins because nobody's getting ahead. But if it's a fascist thing, we win by way of death. If it's a corporatocracy, we win by way of absolute crazy profits. It is hard to, like, talk about these things, too, when you know the differences. And you talk to people that don't, and they're telling you their ideas. You can hear all of the programming. You almost know what news they listen to by the things they're saying. I wish it was that easy in a way because I think ignorance really is bliss when it comes to things like this. And I think that's why anarchists typically choose the path that they do because very early on you see that things don't add up. You start doing your own digging and uncovering all of these things, whether it be like what we're doing in the world and why we're doing it, where is the money coming from, what does it go to, like... It's not easy when you live in a society that has this certain impression because of their programming and because they believe anarchy means chaos. It means no traffic lights. I've heard the stupidest reasons as to why I'm stupid for adapting to a philosophy that works for me. I was listening to a podcast today. 
it's the podcast stuff you should know but they kind of go into talking about socialism and how like theoretically you know it's based off of this idea of a fictional island called utopia that was created you know hundreds and hundreds of years ago as this absolute fantastical area where no one had jobs and everyone cooperated and there was you know food aplenty and all of this the perfect anarchistic society is one where we all cooperate but it all falls down because of the fact that people are selfish and there is always going to be the one person that is like I'm going to get mine and I'm not going to put in that effort or I'm going to get the same stuff anyway. So I don't have to put in the effort to get it because it's already mine. There's an entitlement. Yeah. And that comes from being a capitalist and then from being a consumerist. Anarchism, you just have what you need. You don't need to keep, you can, you know, you're in this society. You can do whatever you want to do if you want to take part in whatever you want to. Like you said, it's also about voluntarism. It's about like taking part in your community, whether it be like growing food. I cut hair so I can go to your house and do it. I would rather pay you trading you that for another service versus a cash exchange. There's different ways you can implement it that people don't really think about, you know. When Carrie and I were doing the show, you know, we went through all of this in our Emma Goldman episodes and it was just this wonderful thought of like, I would be a baker and a farmer and she would cut hair. But the more I've talked about this, especially with my partner, it all breaks down because capitalism is so inherent. The only way to get rid of it fully, you'd have to kill every capitalist and every person that had ever even had an inkling of what capitalism was. And you'd have to start all over. But in order to start all over, you'd have no training on how to push these things towards community cooperation. Basically, it'd be babies teaching babies again, and someone again would get selfish. Unless there was somebody that was bold and willing enough to pull a Mr. Robot. Should have just whipped around and gone to the left too. She got two hands. <laughs> I know. Why not? Why not do a double dance like Donald Trump? <laughs> do you well, think my favorite they... part of the story is that people were complaining that she was vaping, and she vehemently denied she was vaping. I was not. And then if you watch the video, you see the fucking cloud of smoke come out of her mouth. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just own up to it, bitch. That's cum vapor. You just got caught jerking someone off in a theater. That Beetlejuice. And this thing that you want to deny Beetlejuice is vaping. Vaping, right. Like, what the fuck? She was vaping out that she wasn't vaping. I was totally jerking that guy off, though. I want to know if she is blue, because if not, it was a dry jack. <laughs> exactly. But there's less fat wow. with a dry jack, so I think you go in dry in the theater. Lick me where I shit. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Check out our website at shows.acast.com slash legs and eggs, where you'll find links to all of our social media, including our brand new Blue Sky account. Plus, and most important, you can find the Legs and Eggs store, 
where we have just added Christmas cards and prints. That's right. You can get your girl boss, Heather, your I Hate Christmas Sarah, and Christmas in Brooklyn with Clement Fupa on your very own Christmas cards. Please leave us a five-star rating and a review. And as always, never forget, Kurt Schilling is a scumbag and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Where?